Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Audio Galleries, episode 18. Welcome. I am Benjamin White at the NFT 101. Just let me know you can all hear me with some thumbs up or something because I have been having really weird connection problems with my phone. So, yes, good, good. That's excellent. Okay. Very quick disclaimer before we get going. This show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Yada, yada. Please do your own research. Make your own decisions at all time. But most importantly, guys, stay safe in Web3. It's also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published podcast. So please consider this when, if requesting to speak. I've already asked once. I'm going to ask again. Please, could you retweet the pinned post at the top? Uh, it's the first one, um, which is just like a link to the space. I'd be very, very grateful if you could all do that. Gets it out there. We've got a really incredible conversation with an amazing creator. I'm really looking forward to to hosting this one. So yeah, the more people we get in here, the better. And then also head down to the bottom right-hand corner, that little purple button, and introduce yourself. Let us know who you are and you know what you're into, what you've been following this week, what you think of what's going on. I've seen some cool news coming out today from OpenSea. That's really exciting. Hey, OpenSea. And, uh, and there's all sorts going on in the space. So feel free to comment down in that button in the bottom right-hand corner. We always check and reply to those. Episode 17, last week, with Adi Spiegelman, a super exciting artist, such an amazing character, such a powerful story to tell. She's a wonderful creator, amazing artist. It was a really lots of fun. She's a brilliant guest. Thank you to those who listened. Thank you to those who minted her piece uh, in between. A stunning portrait, almost a self-portrait that held so much meaning to her. I was really, really pleased to see the messages of support from the wider community to all of our tweets and her tweets and us sharing the artwork. It's just incredible. Ardi had her share of the mint. I think it was like 2.35 ETH. So share of revenue now for Audio Galleries artists now sits at almost $190,000, which is incredible. I know I say it every week, but honestly... This is just um, such a gift to be able to host these amazing shows, speak to these wonderful artists, and then out the back of that, to be able to then, you know, pay them for their time or, or give them their share of the revenue um, based on being able to up mint artwork like this. It's just such a treat. So thank you to everybody. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I see some new faces in the crowd. So welcome. Um, for those who don't know, Audio Galleries is an educational art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. Hosted each week-ish, uh, the show features an artist, either emerging or firmly established, who's focused on creating incredible artwork and making it available via the blockchain. Uh, I interview each guest, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their process, their previous works, and their future plans. We've had some incredible creators on. I see a few in the audience now. We've got Toy Boogers, uh, Nyla Hay, Sarah Script, Chris Kay. Had some absolutely wonderful people join us, and it's been really amazing listening to their stories. During the shows, we launch an open edition mint on OpenSea with artwork provided by the guest and available to purchase for between $15 and $75. 
audio galleries mint pass holders and you can see that in the third tweet that's up in the nest you can find where you can pick up your audio galleries mint pass so holders of that mint pass who mint the edition also are then rewarded by airdrop with a second piece by the same artist if you'd like more information please follow audio galleries who are here at speakers hey sigrid how are you doing you can follow us on twitter you can come to discord you can subscribe to the newsletter you can send a carrier pigeon However you want to uh, interact with us, that's how it goes. I am joined today by our minting partners, OpenSea. I think Adam might be behind the account. Feel free to chime in throughout the show, Adam, if you would like to. But hello, welcome. We also have the Time Pieces account on stage. This is another episode of Audio Galleries in partnership with Time Pieces by Time. And Tamika will be joining us for this discussion. Hey, Tamika, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on again. I guess I would normally ask you all about you know, like your views and all the rest of it, but actually we're going to kind of like weave that into the conversation so uh, we can pick up on that in a moment. Our artist for today, Krikstova Edwin, is a visual artist and poet living in Lagos, Nigeria. Krix uh, seeks to depict a celebratory narrative and draw attention to the distinctive celebration of people of color by addressing their image, status, and relevance in society. Heavily influenced by the formidable Jean-Michel Basquiat, the namesake there of the opening track chosen by Cricks, and breathtaking Kehinde Wiley, whose name I've probably not pronounced correctly, but whose work is utterly stunning. Um, his work serves as a catalog and channel for thoughts, ideas, and experiences that are inspired by events in his life as well as those around him, spanning representation and documenting culture and black identity. His work has been recognized by Ms. Tina Lawson, Angela Bassett, Time, obviously, Target, Nordstrom, and personal favorite here, Samuel L. Jackson. His goal for his artwork is, you know, and, and his creativity is to be recognized and enjoyed, but more importantly, most importantly, to serve as a source of motivation and light to people who may be going through trials and hard knocks and looking down on themselves, not realizing their potential. Cricks, I'm going to call you Cricks if that's good. Welcome. How are you, sir? Um, hey, Ben. I'm doing great. Great. Lovely to have you on here. Now, I know, Cricks, I know you're a shy artist. So let me start by saying we're all friends here. Uh, you don't need to worry about anything. This is just a chill conversation. We're all really, really interested and eager to learn about your absolutely beautiful artworks that people can mint a little bit later on today. So we can take all the time we need. You chill. It's all good. I'll also say at this stage, we're going to do it a little bit differently today. And anyone who wants to come up and join us with this conversation about Crix's work, but also about like the black experience and representation in digital art world, Please come through whenever you want and just raise a hand and we're happy to open this one up. Uh, I think Cricks would certainly prefer that and, uh, and we want to have a really, you know, great, thoughtful, exciting conversation. So why don't we start, Cricks, with a quick introduction of you by you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in your own words? Uh, my name is Victor Edwin. Um, I'm a visual artist from Lagos, Nigeria. I tend to um, create artworks that tend to celebrate people of color and their symbolic identities. You know, I tend to like use a variety of materials from digital to acrylics, you know, ballpoint pens and a couple of other medias to like create my artwork. But majorly, 
my art tends to like focus on people of color and you know celebrate them for their diverse uh, uh, um, colors and relevance in society. I love that, and you 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 know your work vividly reflects like a deep connection with your your roots, your heritage, your culture. How has yeah. the environment around you? influenced your art and poetry specifically basically i would say that in three words i would say culture everyday people and you know unique identities because i'm nigerian and over here in nigeria we have like a myriad of different cultures but basically we have like the major major ones which are like Igbo, um urban house but in regards to my work i would say you know my artwork is definitely impacted by the environment, especially in the events of everyday people and their mere existence. You know, I've always been interested in drawing attention to the relationship between celebrating people of color, regardless of their image, status, or societal relevance. You know, my hope is that viewers may see themselves in my art as reality, beautiful, and a person of interest, regardless of who they are or what their identity portraying to their society. The goal is always to, like, you know, use my art to be a rainbow in people's clouds and celebrate their identity wherever they are in the world. I love it. And I have been enjoying your tweets so much this week, Crix. You are very funny um, and <laughs> you, you like to have a lot of fun on Twitter, which is great. You've also mentioned that you are inspired by, as I said earlier, Jean-Michel Basquiat and Kehinde Wiley and that their works have had like significant influences on your work. Can you be more specific? like about what you love about their work and how it has influenced your own? Um, for Basquiat, I would say I technically love the way um, um, he used his, um, you know, even though he wasn't really painting a specific story in particular, I love the way in which like used words, um, symbols, you know, I, I know you were all familiar with the um, crown he uses in most, most of his paintings. I love the way he used that to like always symbolize, you know, talking about black people as royalty and, you know, their relevance in societies with words that tend to like portray black people as who they are, powerful and all that. And for Kende Wale, I would say, um, seeing the way in which he tends to like bring the Renaissance from the old masters into the current um, um, art world and, you know, portraying black people in the forefront of royalty. I felt like I could juxtapose both of those um, creatives into my artwork and, you know, make a singular impact in the same way while using their artwork as inspiration to my own works. Amazing. I mean, obviously two absolutely incredible artists and, and stunning artworks. I would say when your artwork landed in our joint folder, and Sigrid, feel free to come off mute here, like <laughs> my jaw dropped i think the work that you have created is absolutely magnificent and so um i'm really looking forward to getting to that bit in a moment but wonderful wonderful people to be inspired by and uh, and i think um their their work and their inspiration on you is clear it comes through so clearly in what ways then do you think your work contributes to like changing perceptions about image and status and relevance of of people of color like what's your intention with your work you know, I feel like um, every black person wants to be celebrated, you know, regardless of their relevance as a society, I would say. So I feel like my artwork, because I tend to like always um, 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 celebrate my, 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 my subject, regardless of 
you know, I have a couple of people like I've painted being like, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, I have paintings of um, um, Jay-Z, I have paintings of Beyonce, I equally have paintings of people who are just like everyday people. And I feel like in that aspect, I always want to like ensure my work speaks to both the privileged and the less privileged, you know, I always want to like ensure whenever I just see my work, regardless of who they are in society, they feel like they are being represented, you know, and I feel like whenever I have exhibitions and I see people, because for me, I haven't been out of Nigeria before, you know, I've had exhibitions outside the country, but I haven't physically been outside of the country before, but I tend to like get videos you know, from the shows, from the exhibition, I see how people tend to react to my artwork for the first time. And, you know, seeing that um, narrative and seeing um, that experience from a different culture where I've never been before and seeing how they tend to, like, react to my art, I feel like, you know, my art tends to, like, act as a mirror towards them and they see themselves in my art. And for me, I get this... I don't know what to use right now. I get this emotion and I get this satisfaction that, oh, the works I'm creating tends to speak to people out there, regardless of their culture. And we all see ourselves in my artwork. And that makes me feel really happy because, you know, I feel like they have a personal connection to my artwork. And that's what I really want to like portray my arts. Amazing. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. I'm, I'm curious, like, how do you navigate the process of documenting culture and, and black identity through your artwork, like maybe a better way to put this is like, you know, how do you, how do you navigate that? What are some of the challenges you face and, and how do you overcome them? Not specifically. I don't think I really have challenges. I feel like the only thing I might say is I would really love to like travel more because technically it's like me being here in Nigeria limits my, experience as an artist to like majorly cultures around Nigeria. I would love to like travel outside to like different other African countries and you know explore the world, document cultures and experiment on new ways to tell my stories with my artwork. But I feel for me as a Nigerian right now, that's the only challenges I have in terms of like expanding my work and you know telling more stories visually. And what's it? What's the what's the art scene like around you? What's the art scene like in in Lagos? Like, you know, what what do you do? You go out to see different art. Do you um, is there like a rich art scene in your in your neighborhood or around you? Uh, yeah, well, it's developing. You know, con contemporary art right now in Nigeria is booming. I would say because um, um, especially in terms of contemporary African artists, is booming, and the art culture in Nigeria is pretty rich. I would say. You know, it might not be as big as the Christie's and so there is of, you know, Europe, but it's pretty booming right now because we have lots of emerging talent here in Nigeria and, you know, going out to exhibitions and, you know, gallery spaces, you know, you would see lots of artworks and artists will be represented, I would say. So it's pretty okay over here in Nigeria, I would say. Amazing. I mean, this is one of the things that, I wanted to touch upon a bit here because I wanted to talk about representation in the digital art space. Um, and uh, I want to talk about it delicately because I think actually it's something I need to learn a lot more about and apply it to what I'm doing here with audio galleries, if I'm absolutely honest. And Tamika, I'm really interested to understand your view on this as well and perhaps timepieces view on it too, because I, I was doing some research like going into this and I'd 
had some other conversations in some of the other spaces I'd been in about representation and things like that. And like, according to a 2019 study, so we're four years back now, a study by the Public Library of Science, it was found that only you know, less than two and a half percent of all acquisitions and gifts uh, at 30 of the prominent, most prominent American museums over the previous decade were works by African or African-American artists, in fact. I'm really interested to understand, like, how you perceive this statistic, two and a half percent, and what you think can be done to increase representation of black artists in prominent spaces, as well as digital curated collections like audio galleries. I'll start with you first, Crix, on that. Like, how, how, how does that make you feel? And what do you think can be done to improve that representation? I feel creation, you know, that's for one, because, you know, um, initially when I got into the space in, in 2021, you know, there were lots of artists that were here. And, you know, in over 23 right now, I don't see majority of them in this space. And I feel like it's because of, um, you know, representation, being created because there are lots of talents I would say you know I guess I got to get going to the limelight because of the um, grace of timepieces I would say because you know they kind of like pushed me out there and I feel like without timepieces I might not really have gotten a couple of the opportunities I had in this space right now so I feel in terms of that it's more about um um, um, scouting for talent and bringing more artists who I imagine to the limelight because it's always like you know you're being talented and it's not, that's not what only that's not the only thing that matters in this space you being talented or you being a genius is not really what um, matters in this space it's more about being seen and being supported because at the end of the day you might be talented and without having help you might not really get to where you want to be right so I feel like Moving forward, it's all about um, finding these artists, um, having curations for a specific group of people and, you know, pushing them out there to, like, get them seen more. A hundred percent. Tamika, I, I wondered if it's a um, good opportunity to talk to you then about your perception of this and, and also the, the view of, like, timepieces. Of course. Um, and I'll preface this by saying that's an excellent question, Ben. Um, thank you for asking I would have to say, so I think for me, especially within my role um, overseeing artist relations for timepieces um, and just being in the artist and creator space over the last few years, I would say one, curation is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly gatekept, especially in the United States. Um, the people who sit at the top, the curators, they all tend to look the same. They all tend to come from a similar walk of life. Um, and when we talk about diversity and we talk about multiculturalism specifically in the United States, a large barrier to that is access. Um, and when we talk about people of color in the United States, the limitations to access that they experience on a regular basis make it so that their artwork and their creativity isn't reaching a lot of the curators who are making the large scale decisions as to what sort of art to showcase, um, what, sort of what sort of people to support, um, and things of that nature as well. And we have to be able to recognize that there are gaps in how we do things. And 
do and intentionally try to eliminate those gaps. Um, one thing that I know we do at Time Pieces that I absolutely love um, and I don't think we'll ever walk away from is that with every collection we have, we curate only half of the artists that are a part of it. And we have the artists then pull in another artist that they are familiar with, that they've connected with, that's within their network. Um, because we recognize that we are not reaching all of the smaller communities and smaller networks of artists that we can be reaching and that we have to utilize our network and the people that we see and attract in order to be able to reach those that we would have never been able to reach before. Um, and, and that's so important, being able to recognize these gaps and be intentional about how you can eliminate them is ultimately going to be the first step to really being able to embrace diversity and multiculturalism in art um, and in curation over time. So I'm super grateful for that question. I, it's something that we are constantly working on, even at timepieces, as to how can we reach the segments of our community and ensure that everyone feels seen and heard and supported. Um, and I'm super excited that Crix has mentioned that he does feel seen and heard and supported um, because he is so, so, so intentional about his artwork and so incredibly deserving. Um, and I hope that anyone who is listening to his story recognizes that the opportunity is out there. That's all I've got. Yes, <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. And I think this is like, I, I, I spoke to you, Tamika, like offline, and I don't mind being honest about that because I, I wanted to pitch that question, right? Because I am so aware of like m me and my privilege and, and the project that I've been able to set up here and the kind of like, I'm not going to say ease, like it's been a complete breeze, but the way I've been able to develop like a community and a, a, a fairly decent following like on the platform, it hasn't been a struggle. It's been doors have opened and it's been pretty cool and, and I want to be sure that audio galleries is like taking this really seriously and and do and being responsible about like opening curation up to you know as many communities and uh, as many kind of like you know to, to represent as many people as possible and so I am super super eager to uh, learn and, and and I'm also really really eager to to perhaps speak to more people from within the audio galleries community who want to help with that curation. You know, at the moment, the curation of audio galleries has been done primarily by me with support from Sigrid, who is also on the show as a speaker with the audio galleries account. And then more recently with Miss Maya, who I've just invited to come up and speak and with Tamika in support. And we're four people. And actually I'm so aware that there's like, thousands of people in the community and uh, and there are thousands of passes and I would actually I would prefer to start taking the direction um, either within the artist editions that we're doing now or the gallery editions that we meant in, in more limited supply I'd like to really open that up to the community and say like who do you who do you want to have on here or if you want to be represented here like how can we work together to to do that so Sorry, I've monologued there and this is Crix's interview, but uh, for me, these points now are really, really important. And I want to get to the really exciting stuff in a moment, which is Crix's amazing artwork. But I just wanted to make that clear. Um, Miss Maya, you've come up. I wondered if there was something specifically you wanted to say. Yes, and I apologize. I don't have a ton of time, but I couldn't resist. One, 
Um, we're so excited to be having this conversation and big hearts to Cricks um, for his beautiful artwork and for um, overcoming uh, his, in his, his introvertedness to be here. You would never, ever know it. I hope he realizes that, that it's incredibly eloquent and, um, and we're always happy to, to have you and to uplift you. As in regards to this, I just wanted to say on behalf of, well, I want to say two things. One is to talk about Timepiece's approach to this from the beginning inclusive and you know time as as a whole it, i think has always allowed access for everyone around the world to um to keep up on current events and that has been is like just a part of our hundred year legacy and then if you translate that into time pieces it's really really important for us from the get-go with keith with keith's leadership um that we be inclusive and that we have a diverse set of artists represented and if you go back through our collections you will find that more than half of the people that we curate are, um, are from quote unquote marginalized communities of, of one form or another. And so my answer to how do you have more representation is something that a boss taught me a long time ago, which is you just do it. And you really just have to make the commitment to say, I'm going to do this. And when I count up, you know, I'm gonna pull, to, I'm gonna do an initial curation pass and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to look and I'm going to see if I have the representation that I want or need, that I feel I need. And inevitably, you will probably not. And then you will have to work a little harder and you will have to dig a little deeper and you will have to look a little further. And it's taking that next step and just being intentional and, and committed. I think it's really the commitment to it because it does take a little longer. It is a little harder sometimes, but it's totally, totally worth it. And so I, it's the just do it is the part that I really wanted to make sure that people hear. I love that. Thank you, Maya. Yeah, absolutely. Quite right. I have a exciting little jingle to play, everyone. So just forgive me for a moment. Artist Edition is live. And that means that if you go to OpenSea.io and scan down to the notable collections, uh, you will see Arewa and Adaisy. And you can tell me how badly I said that in a moment, Crix. Um, but two absolutely beautiful artworks. I believe we're minting Arewa first, and then it will be Adaisy that we airdrop to those who mint the initial piece and also um, have an audio galleries mint pass let's move the conversation on and let's talk about cricks your wonderful artwork perhaps you can just tell us a little bit more about these uh two pieces where where how you created them what they mean to you how you were inspired Arewa means is a as a yoruba name right i usually told you guys earlier about um african nigerian cultures in general being you know um, the Yoruba, the Igbo, and the Aosa being the prominent ones being known, right? So Arewa means I'm beautiful in Yoruba, and Adeze from where I'm from means royalty. And I feel like, you know, that tells about what I tend to like do with my artworks, you know? So for me, I would say um, those two pieces are literally focused on, you know, sharing a limelight on ordinary everyday people you know, regardless of how they look, um, you know, what their hair looks like, the, the, their choices of clothing, their way of life, their culture, you know, and it's normal for you to see a random person and feel like, oh, probably 
based on the way their hair looks like or the scars they have or the way their skin looks like. They might not really be anybody in society, but I feel like it's much more about um, what they identify, right? And for me, I feel like Arewa being just a random picture means her name equals to being beautiful. And she knows that, right? That's what really matters. She knows her what, she knows she's beautiful. She knows what her name represents. Same goes for her days of being reality. You know, she might not really um, um, be at the forefront of society, but her name means reality to her culture. It means reality to people who are close to her. It means reality to people who mean something to her. And I feel like that is the same thing for literally every woman out there. You know, you might not really be where you want to be in life, but you know what to represent and you know what to stand for. So this painting is a mirror to everybody out there who tends to like know who they, what they represent regardless of where they are in society today. And that's what really matters today. So, yeah. They are absolutely stunning portraits. They're beautiful. I've, I've got a few questions about like your creative process, actually. I'm, I'm curious, do you create with models, people you know? Do you use images from like popular culture? Like, or, or is it all up from your mind? Like, how do you go about creating this way? And also like, Give us a little bit of uh, information about the the tools you use. That these uh, have you painted? Have you done these digitally? Like, uh, what's your process in terms of creation? I've asked you two questions there, so I'll go again. First one, your process in terms of like where you where you capture the image from, and then secondly, okay. the tools you use. Um, I use Pinterest mostly. You know, I I feel like I use um I equally use um references from. Google, I would say sometimes I tend to like get pictures from photographers and ask for permissions. And then I tend to like portray the image in my own way, you know, different from what the photographer has has already like modeled in his own photography, you know. And um, in terms of the tools I use, I'm a mixed media artist and I tend to experiment most times, right? So for this specific um, drop, this web, these pieces were digital paint and paintings, right? I equally have originals on Artsy and my website, but for this particular drop, I use digital. Uh, it was made digitally using Photoshop and Procreate. They are, they're just beautiful, and um, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited about them, honestly. I, I, I couldn't believe it. So let's talk about uh in the your intention let's take let's talk about the ways that you would like your artwork to shape the discourse around black identity and representation in nigeria and and beyond around the world what's the message you want to convey to everybody out there um i feel like it's different for um everybody especially if um you don't tend to like see the messages in my painting but i feel like for everyone who can relate to my painting, I feel like I, first of all, I want to like have a personal connection to my audience, you know, cause I feel like majority of my subjects are people of color. And for that reason, it would literally always like have a connection to people of color as opposed to other people. So for me, I feel like um, my work my work is basically to like serve as a catalog and exploration for people of color because I always want to like ensure they see themselves in my painting and feel represented. That's what really matters after all. Well, you certainly do an amazing job of that. I have a question about like your, I guess, the 
advice you might like to give to up and coming artists who are also looking to use their work to inspire or motivate others, you know, particularly dealing with self-doubt and, and who have come up against adversity. These are things that you've spoken about, like these are your passions. Like what advice would you give to new fresh creators who are looking to get um, their work out there and to inspire and motivate other people? Is this like in general or in regards to the Web3 culture? Do you know what? It can be either and it could be both. It's up to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so take, what I will say is this, because, uh, you know, I was literally in that space at the time in my life as an artist. And I feel like the advice I would give is literally to keep on creating. And technically, um, don't create for collectors right because like one thing i noticed in regards in regards to this um collab i had with audio galleries and time pieces on open was me having the free will to create what i want to create right and i feel like that's what really matters in this creative space because you know most times um um you're creating like you're creating based on what you feel like you want to represent and then you know you come online or you come to the web three space and you see probably people following like a specific culture because of that's what trending and just because of the money you tend to like change your narrative on what you're creating just to um, 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 feed the um, audience and feed the collectors just to like make yourself present in that space and I feel like that's where majority of these artists go wrong right I feel like the, the best way is, is, is majorly to like find your niche find what you're passionate about in terms of your arts and um, practice and just keep on doing that eventually in the long run um your tribe would find you and you know that's what really matters for that at the end of the day you don't want to like just make a painting and not have it go to someone that literally um um um, um appreciates the efforts you like you put into like making that piece of art so i feel like my advice to artists out there is um in the words of my of my late dad, I would say is to like never allow the contingencies of yesterday's rejection to sway you away from the promises of tomorrow's pregnancy. You know, I don't know if I said that already right, but in the long run, it means never allow the rejection you have from yesterday to like shape the choices you make today in terms of your art. So just keep on creating and you know make sure you keep on doing what you love doing. And at the end of the day. It's all about um, doing what you love as opposed to doing what your collectors might love in the future. So make your art work, put yourself out there, um, make connections, pitch your work. You know, you, the worst you can have is like someone telling you no. And it takes just one year to like, you know, put you out there. So just keep creating and putting yourself out there. That's what really matters at, at the end of the day. That's an amazing answer. It's very wise. Um, that notion of uh, creating work that you want to create as opposed to creating for collectors based on what they might want. It's so true and it's allows you, it, it puts you in a position to create something which is so much like purer and more authentic. And I, I couldn't agree more. Crix, that's a wonderful answer. I am really curious to know more about your plans for the future um do you have any plans and while you're answering that 
Um, if anybody wants to request to come up and either ask Crix a question or talk uh, more broadly on any of the topics we've discussed today, now would be a wonderful time to request to come up because, uh, yeah, this is my last question for Crix directly. Crix, I'm, I'm curious to know about your plans for the future. What have you got coming up? What are you working on? What would you like to achieve in the, in the short and medium term? For one, I would love to travel out of Nigeria, I would say, because I feel like um, me being here um, gets me limited exposure, I would say. You know, I have my artworks in exhibitions outside the country, but... It's just my artwork, you know, and I feel like most times people tend to like connect with the artists one-on-one -on -one as opposed to just seeing your artwork out there. So for me, I would love to like be physically present in exhibitions outside the country, travel more, um, get to see more cultures, you know. Um, equally, I would love to like, I would love to one day have my artwork so that Soda Base of Christ is one of the big galleries and stuff. Um, ultimately, I would say getting myself out there more and, you know, getting my work seen by more people who tend to like, who would literally want to see my artwork and feel represented because I feel like at the end of the day, being stuck in one place, um, it's more or less like it limits your visibility or exposure in terms of getting out there. So for me, in the future, I would love to like expand um, um, um myself out there as opposed to just being stuck in Nigeria and not you know seeing the world so for me it's more about traveling more um having my artwork in more exhibitions and being physically present out there amazing I think that's uh yeah very very wise I think you know that personal touch also allows you to develop and build a broader community out there i think um i think that will be really really exciting we're really looking forward to watching that happen and um, we haven't had any folks request to come up but fame you've been up there for a while now um fame is an artist who we're also working with um on a um uh an edition uh, very soon for the gallery editions that we have how are you fame hello Ben. i'm fine i'm fine i'm doing great hello sigrid <laughs> um fame i wondered if you had any uh any views or thoughts on the uh the conversation that we've been having today so far yeah yeah um i don't have much to say but um uh, it's been an amazing space i just want to um tell christopher congratulations on the, his artwork and um this this exhibition today it's, it's amazing it's amazing hearing the stories and uh you know everything you said about art it's it's cool it's amazing i just want to say congratulations yeah thanks man nice one tamika i wondered if uh there were any points that you wanted to make regarding crix's wonderful artworks or, or anything else that you wanted to um to add before we close out no um i think on my end crix this might be my first christopher piece that i uh mint so i'm super excited <laughs> <laughs> So that's definitely on my agenda for today. But otherwise, this is an amazing conversation. I'm always incredibly excited to hear more and get to know our artists just a little bit better um, and hear a little bit more about their journeys and what their expectations are for the future. So however we can be a part of it over at Time Pieces, we will. Yeah, we're really, really excited to support that too. Um, so very, very quickly, once again, uh, Arewa and Adesi by Crickstover Edwin, who we've just had this wonderful conversation with. If you haven't been here for the duration, 
then It's a Recorded Spaces also go on to be a published podcast. You can go to the homepage of OpenSea right now. That's OpenSea.io if you don't know it. If you don't know it, I mean, where have you been? And you can go down to the Notable Collections where you can see the two beautiful artworks. Uh, you are minting Arewa today and a daisy is airdropped to folks who mint Arewa and also hold the audio galleries um, mint pass, which you can find in one of the pinned tweets that Sigrid has very cleverly put up in the nest. The price for the piece is 0.017 Ethereum. The mint is open for 72 hours. Uh, 50 have already been minted. You'll be delighted to know, Cricks. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's open for 72 hours. Uh, it's an open edition. So all artworks obviously look the same. There isn't a reveal for those who um, sometimes ask. And uh, we're really, really excited by this one. It's, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece. Libramons, uh, our friend Libramons has come up. So I wondered, hey, Libra, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to say that piece is beautiful and I'm already, already minted one. So congratulations to your drop and keep up the amazing work. Thanks, man. Ah, oh, Libra, that's nice of you to say. Lovely to see it when you come up. <laughs> okay, well, look, I am going to call it there. This has been a really wonderful space. It's been absolutely fantastic to get to know you better, Cricks. I think, um, as Maya said, know how shy you are, and yet you've spoken so articulately, um, and, uh, and you've been fantastic to have on board the show. So thank you um, so much for, for your time. And uh, what are you doing this weekend? Anything nice? I'm making out of playing soccer, I would say. Uh, pretty much it. Sounds, sounds excellent. Well, keep an eye on your mint. Uh, it's live right now, everybody. Um, I hope everyone here has enjoyed listening to Cricks. Okay, so then we can talk a little bit about next week. Next week, I'm off. I'm sightseeing in Barcelona. Um, and so I will not be hosting a show next week. You've got a week without me. But I am back the following week with Gavin Miele, another incredible timepiece artist. Um, we're really, really looking forward to seeing his artwork drop today. Um, and uh, that should be a wonderful show. And then we've got some really exciting shows lined up over the summer. So, yes, hope you can all stick around for those. As I said earlier, please drop myself or Sigrid a line if you've got any questions or any suggestions about the show. You can follow audio galleries. You can come into our discord um, open a ticket if you don't want to speak in public um, and you can also like dm us but it has been really really wonderful speaking with you cricks it's been great tamika thank you for your time um, adam from OpenSea, thank you for coming and uh, and representing um, good luck with deals looks like a really cool uh, added bit of functionality there for OpenSea. really looking forward to seeing how that plays out i'm sure Everyone will be talking about it for the next 48 hours. Yeah, everyone. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Cricks, thank you so much. Take care. I'm going to play uh, your song that you closed out with, which is Sunshine, which is a beautiful song by, is it Asake? 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 <laughs> it's Ash Help me out, man. Ah, okay, cool. There you are. Well... Okay. Well, it's a great track. I listened to it yesterday and I love the Basquiat one as well. Everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks so much for your time. GM.